You know, funny story, and I, I think I did share this before, um, maybe with you, maybe with the podcast, I don't know, but up until just a few weeks ago, the Jingle Bell song, yeah. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle All The Way, yeah. or, you know, what is, oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Yeah. My entire life, up to a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, I should say, I thought it was one-horse slope and sleigh. <laughs> Because so, of my hearing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And my, my wife lost her mind. So maybe it was Hallmark Movies Christmas in July. It was a few months ago. But I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because we have closed caption on the TV. And I'm like, one horse open sleigh? What? I thought it was slope and sleigh. And then everybody just started throwing stuff at me. Oh, and, and if, you, if you don't know already, and by the way, welcome to the Revival Town podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, episode nine. Oh, here we go right before christmas oh, oh man, man i love this time of year but you've been in the christmas spirit for a while because you are mr hallmark <laughs> well i do have a hallmark hero shirt i did I see do. it I, have, I even have some hallmark movie socks <laughs> somebody gifted me but um yeah my wife loves hallmark movies and sure and um right yeah so. yeah yeah for those who are listening to uh, outside the u.s uh, Hallmark Channel over here is just like 24-7 of Christmas romantic movies, sappy movies that uh, Chuck can... Not... They're all the same plot, storyline. Yeah. <laughs> just different people. Yeah, just different people. Yeah. But, you know, we love it. Yeah. Yeah, we do, we do. Well, you know, uh, we are right before Christmas, and I heard something the other week. Okay. Um, with COVID, there's been a lot of children that have been uh, worried that Santa is not going to come. You know, yeah, a lot of places are closed down, and yeah. that's what's going to happen? I remember someone saying to me, to my dad, he's like, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you should be talking about Santa too much, you know. And uh, he's like, listen, I'll talk to him. As long as he comes to my house, I'll talk about him all I want. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in Ireland... Um, Kids were really getting upset. They didn't know if Santa was going to come. I don't know if you saw this on the news or not, but one of the members of parliament in Ireland got up in front of a regular session with the members of parliament. This would be like uh, Congress or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and this is what he had to say. As Minister for Foreign Affairs, we've been working on the Santa Claus issue for a number of weeks now. Um, and it's important to say to all children in the country um, that we regard... Um, Santa Claus's travels uh, as essential travel for essential purposes and therefore he is exempt uh, from the, the need to self-quarantine for 14 days and should be able to come in and out of Irish airspace and indeed in and out of Irish homes uh, without having to restrict his movement. Uh, but I am assured that children should not stay up at night because he does need to social distance uh, and so people need to, uh, to keep uh, at least uh, two metres away uh, at all stage to make sure that we keep him safe uh, and indeed children as well. So uh, he's exempt, he's coming, uh, he's confirmed that uh, and he appreciates the fact that Ireland uh, has, uh, uh, has ensured that in a very, very different Christmas in 2020, 
um, the visit of Santa Claus will be something that will remain consistent. <laughs> I'm glad they take that serious over there. I have bit me lucky charm. Santa's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so the kids in Ireland are going to be happy this week. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Rightly so. Because the government are taking it serious. Yes. That's good. Santa is essential. That's Only right. the governor of California could get that memo <laughs> about churches. <laughs> we, oh, that's man. a whole other podcast. Yeah, that is. But, you know, um, many memories, many uh, memories of gifts as a kid. Uh, any, any memories for you as far as gifts? Um, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I really wanted this handheld football game now i know you're english so when i say football i mean american football you mean i, mean, I don't mean a soccer game well football means you have to be kicking the ball all the time so what yeah, do you yeah. really mean do you mean throw ball <laughs> <laughs> throw ball <laughs> oh man sorry oh. carry on okay, sorry so, i didn't want so, to ruin yeah. your story so, yeah well so um I really wanted this throw ball game, this this the, this, this, <laughs> this handheld Mattel football game, and um, I was really hoping that I would get it. And on Christmas Eve, a smile came to my face, and I knew I was getting it. And you know mm. how I know how, you know how I knew that I was getting it. No, I could hear my dad playing it. <laughs> No kidding. Yeah, my oh. ear, my hearing was much better then, but I could actually hear him. The little, dee, dee, the little. Uh, I, I knew, I knew I was getting it because I could hear him playing it. Oh, like all night long. That so. is pretty. Well, you, yeah. you mentioned your dad. My memorable gift involves my dad. He spent weeks, if not months, building a a bike for me, like a, a racing bike. Right. Wow. And so uh, he surprises me uh, with this this bike so we take it to near where my nan used to live and we went out that afternoon and i was getting used to it right i mean this is a bigger bike like yeah. a, you know going from a little kid's bike to a, a, a legit bike so we're going along this path and i'm like all over the place but i'm staying pretty pretty true to the path and um my dad ahead is walking ahead sees the local vicar from this town, okay? Yes. And so... Was it, was it Tim Hughes? No, it was, <laughs> was Tim Hughes. <laughs> okay, sees, sees him, and uh, I, I'm like, I can see them standing in the path, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, where am I going? Because this is a busy road, and I'm coming up, I'm coming up, and there is a ditch, oh, like no. a six-foot ditch. No! And I end up going down the ditch, Right? And all I remember is my dad telling me off because I had damaged the bike. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care about me. Yeah. He came out down into You're the like, ditch and grabbed the bike and made sure the bones are on. I was still in the You're ditch. Like, like, Dad, I'm bleeding. <laughs> the bike! <laughs> I spent weeks. 
That reminds me of a, of a, a funny Christmas story. Yeah. So this happened several years ago when my kids were, were younger. I put together something but on Christmas Eve. I bought them a foosball table. Yeah, yeah. And I spent all night putting it together, and I got done. <laughs> and I stood the foosball table up, and all the little soccer guys were upside down. <laughs> Take it apart and redo it. I was about to stab Santa. Oh, oh man. I have a lot of bike stories too, but we'll save those for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, man. that's we, good stuff. We uh, to we today have a real, um, really good uh, interview with someone who is tearing it up worldwide. And um, again, I apologize right off the bat because it's someone else that's from England. I apologize. It's like <laughs> Andy, across the pond only, only Andy only knows people from England, even though he hasn't lived there in 30 years. <laughs> but um, oh my goodness! Today we do. We are really privileged to have Ellie Limebear with us. Uh, and we're going to let her tell the story and everything. But we're going to hear a little bit of her new Christmas song too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, tearing it up. Just had a Dove Award nominee nomination uh, this year. Um, doing some amazing stuff, and so uh, we want you to sit back and relax as you listen to this interview with Ellie Limebear. All right, Andy, it's time for another conversation. Alongside her dad, Martin Smith, frontman of the band Delirious, Ellie Linebear toured the world as a girl and saw the power of worship to unite people and, of course, ignite hearts. Along the way, God gave her a dream that she, too, would create music and lift people's eyes to God. And that's exactly what she now does with songs like Holding Me Still, Maker of the Moon, as well as working as a worship leader and youth pastor in Brighton, UK. We are honored to have Ellie Linebear on Revival Town Podcast. Ellie, welcome. Oh, guys, what an intro. Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing, Ellie? Uh, I know this has been crazy time for you. Uh, most people may not know, but you have, would have been bouncing between the US and England. Uh, yeah. How's 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 it been uh, having to balance a little bit during the COVID time? Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's been crazy, hasn't it, for all of us? What a, what a year, twenty twenty. I think we will all remember this, won't we? <laughs> Some would love to forget it, but um, I think we've all learned a lot, haven't we, and grown. But I think I have actually quite enjoyed being in one place for longer than three weeks. So it's actually been really lovely to you know know when the bins go you know what time the milkman comes it's like i it's like normal this is normal life and i'm quite enjoying it now um, now ellie we do a thing in this podcast called tate and his mate which chuck tate and i'm his mate and it's all but, about um i throw english words at him that he has no idea what they are <laughs> and you just did two things right there that he's probably going what uh, which is awesome because i uh, love throwing him off track <laughs> Feeling like a blonker over here. <laughs> that's that's one of the words. Uh, but uh, you mentioned bin, which is garbage can. Yeah. And in England, they still have milkmen that come to the door in the morning and drop uh, the milk off. Okay, I, I was wondering that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you a wheel, so wheelie bin. I took I brought my wheelie bin back from the street last night. But 
<laughs> Ellie, <laughs> it is so, honestly, it's so good to have you on. Um, and, you know, you have grown up around music. Um, and, you know, for many people who are around me and Chuck and others, we have been for years massive Delirious fans and fans of your dad. And that went to friends of your dad uh, just hanging out and coming over and visiting. And um, you have actually been to Peoria three times. I have. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, how do you remember? Because I think I know what you're about to say. Well, I don't know what you think. I'm gonna say, but I remember getting the goodie bags of sweets yep. in Peoria. Yeah. I remember, I can't remember what they were, but in my mind, I remember it was like a sheet of paper and it was like different colour speckles and they were like candy, honestly. I don't, I don't know what that is, but that's what I remember. Yeah. It's getting just candy and just, yeah, I love it. And paint, did we paint eggs? Did we go one Easter? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, we did Sorry. that. We did. I mean, so just for those, a, a few weeks ago, we had your uncle on the on the podcast, Tim Dupe, who now heads up Big Church Day Out, and he always he was saying we will never forget the roast dinners that we used to get in Peoria, yeah. and uh, yeah. but yeah, you were. Um, he also had the, the bus driver throw away the candy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you knew that <laughs> because. They knew you guys would get more candy at the next stop. So anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> All the secrets came out. But um, Ellie, you know, for many, many years, um, you were seeing your dad on stage with Delirious throughout the world um, and um, really seeing this guy. And I remember having a conversation with um, Jenny Gill who is Vince Gill's daughter, who now Vince Gill is married to Amy Grant. And she actually wrote a song about being in the shadow of her dad and how it was hard for her to, to break out. But um, a few years back, Chuck, I remember seeing Ellie with her dad online uh, at Bethel Church. And I remember contacting Ellie and Martin and, and saying, when is Ellie going to do her own stuff? Mm. And um, you in the last year and a half or, or a little longer have just really exploded on the scene. Uh, just so that people can understand, you may not know this, but I jumped online to Spotify. And every month there is 392,000 people listening to your songs, right? In addition, majority a lot of your songs are getting six million downloads four million downloads two million downloads like and this isn't some now i don't tell your dad this i went on to spotify <laughs> and he's only getting seventy thousand downloads a month <laughs> so, so um so yeah so that's what's happening in your world it's exploding we wanted to find out first about what it was like growing up around some amazing people. I mean, your family's incredible. You've got a lot of siblings and um, obviously, like we mentioned with Tim, family was all connected with Delirious. What was that like growing up? You know what? I just have the fondest memories of life, you know, life on the road and like, I am so 
grateful for what we experienced as kids. Um, I'm now realizing how crazy our life was. Like now as an adult, I'm like, wow, did we really do that? Did we really, you know, go on tour for a month in America, come back and do school for a bit and then go to Australia a couple of weeks later and then the next week after that we'd go to a slum in India and, and then come back to school and do like the nativity play at Christmas. You know, it was like so flip-flop of our life of being on the road, being with so many different people and exposed, you know, um, we have to be on as kids you know, meeting different people and then coming back to a little village, literally in um, in England, tiny, tiny village where no one knew, no one cared, no one knew really about Delirious, no one knew of dad, no one was asking his signature or taking a photo or our lives were so, you know, opposite. Yeah. So I think growing up, it was like a good balance of crazy and then still. And I think that is a lot to do with my mum, actually. She's... Um, she raised us kids to, you know, stick together. And that's why we're such good friends now as kids. And one of six, the eldest of six, and such great friends. You know, we've done so much together and the highs and lows. And with dad being away a lot, we'd, you know, stick together, help mum, change nappies. You know, there was so that's, much to that's do. diapers for you. Yeah, nappies yes, are yes. diapers. Yeah, I'm writing that down for a future episode. <laughs> I, I remember what that is. <laughs> you, throw, you throw the nappies in the wheelie bin. <laughs> So you don't look like a planker. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ellie. Oh. Uh, they have to let him out every once in a while. But. So good. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's special that you you had a dad that included you and included the kids and, and included family because there are a lot of um, kids that grow up with, with parents who are in, in the industry who don't have the privilege of going on the road with, with, their, with their dad or their mom. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, totally. And I think now I'm like, wow, what an experience we got to go, you know, go on tour buses when we were younger. I Now I'm realizing that people don't think they're that sexy, you know, like. <laughs> but, but for me, still to this day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going on a tour bus. Like, because as a kid, it was so hyped up, like, we're going on tour. Everyone gets their own bunk. You get a curtain to go to bed in. But, you know. People now, when they feel like, oh, I've got to go, you know, it's like a coffin, a bunk. But I'm still like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Bed. <laughs> so I think it's made me, like, really appreciate, you know, being away to a life and stuff like that. But, That's you know, lots of highs, lows, lots of missy dad. But also, you know, yeah, like you said, involving us in things. And we saw so much, you know, as kids. So um, in doing that, obviously there came a time though when uh, you were like, okay, I've got to look at my future and what I'm going to do. Um, you were involved with the Brighton uh, Instagram page, right? Because you're an amazing photographer. Um, oh. Tell us a little bit about just that little journey because um, for those who know, Brighton is the town that uh, Ellie is in now. And we're going to talk about the church in, in just a moment, but that was a great way, just one for you to, to highlight a town, um, but mm. also to, to share your art with the photos you would take. How did that all come about? Yes, yeah, so, so that's a good question. Um, so I always thought I was, I, I've always loved singing. I've always loved 
that sort of thing. But never thought I'd ever be an artist. Never thought I'd do what Dad has done and is still doing. Like, I just never thought of it. Even as a little girl, I didn't have that dream of, great, one day I'll be able to do this. But I've always been creative. And just on family holidays growing up, I'd always love taking photos and be the photographer, you know, on the holidays. And can you do do a flip, do this, <laughs> everyone come together. I love that and love bringing people together. So I studied that um, after school and thought I was going to be a photographer. I did. I was like, great, I've sat my, uh, set up my own business. I'm going to do this. I've got this going on and weddings and family stuff. And then when I was 17, a friend of dad's was running um, the London account on Instagram in Brighton and he wanted to focus on London, at London. And so he just said, do you know anyone who loves photography who lives in Brighton? And Dad's like, well, my daughter loves photography and loves Brighton. And it's definitely something that she could take on. So since I was 17, I've been just posting photos of our city every day. <laughs> Literally, like, it's kind of random. But it's so cool to um, show our city, you know, it's, it is actually quite a dark city, you know. It's, quite, it's not, but just to show it in its beauty and its glory, you know, there's we live right by the beach and the sunsets and the, we've got a pier and cliffs and so many beautiful things, wicked shots. Um, so that's kind of fun. I still do that and uh, turned it into a little business, which is fun too. So partnering different businesses around around the city and blah, 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 supporting them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I was going to be a photographer, but then the Lord obviously had different plans. Yeah, <laughs> which is good, which is good. And you mentioned Brighton. I remember just uh, a few months back shooting over to uh, Chuck, um, the new Bright City album, and and especially the song Change, which I felt was a real, and is a real prophetic song for cities around the world. Chuck, what was it like when you first heard that song uh, just a few months back? So I was... On a, on a run, I went on a three-mile run, and you had texted me, hey, you got to check out this, this album, Bright City. And I, I put it on, and I hit the song, Change, and um, it, it, it impacted me. I mean, yeah. I, I teared up, and I, I hit that. I listened to it again, and, and, and then again, and I actually stopped my jog. I, I don't even know if I told you mm-hmm. this, but I... It, it inspired a, a, a TikTok post that I did. Oh, that yeah. um, I went and just sat on a on a picnic table with the the river behind me, and um, and just kind of um, felt felt the need to in, encourage people. Yeah. Um, the the song is is so timely. Yeah. You know. And, and, and uh, Ali, I know that you're not singing on that as in lead, but you're you're on the stage uh, with the Bright City uh, team there. Um, if you if you don't know what we're on about, Ellie goes to a church called St. Peter's in um, in Brighton, and uh, just like last week, we had Tim Hughes on, who has a a church in Birmingham, which is part of the Church of England type of connection there, and um, really there is a a movement, a revival uh, with these different churches throughout uh, the UK. And you've been a part of St. Pete's pretty much from the beginning. Um, tell us a bit about the church you go to, what, how you're involved. Because you're even though you're this mega singer superstar, you are still <laughs> you are still um, heavily involved with the local church, which is what we love about 
uh, about you and, and most of the people that we, we interview. Tell us a bit about yeah. the church. Yeah, no, it's so beautiful. So it's a cathedral in the middle, middle of our city. It's got a massive stained glass window and stained glass windows everywhere. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, it was, I don't know when it was built, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Um, but it was going to be knocked down because it was derelict about 10 years ago. And then um, HTB, who started Alpha, the Alpha course, they decided to plant to some people and then brought a team to revitalize it and um, now there's like thousands of people that come every Sunday I mean online now <laughs> but um, it's really cool just dead like dead in the middle of the city and so much you know driving youth group and alpha courses and mental health uh, courses young adults students you know it's so there's so much that goes on and um you know, we have projects with the homeless community and vulnerable women. There's just, you know, it's constantly got people coming through and something for everyone to serve at and to be, you know, part of, which is so beautiful. But yeah, I love the church. We've been going there pretty much for eight years, I think, 10 years. I can't, I can't remember, but I was the first youth at the church. So seeing that grow and grow, and now me and my husband are youth leaders and we actually got our youth Christmas party tonight. So nice. it's like crazy how much it's, it's all grown and still young people coming in, flooding in and lives are being changed. So it's, yeah, it's a beautiful church. And and this new sound, Chuck, has come out of the church, The what Bright City are doing. Um, you know, for many years I've been listening. In fact, the, the, the last time that we were over in the UK and we were... We went and visited Martin and uh, the family, uh, Ellie's dad and the family. And um, four days later, so you guys, I don't even remember this, you had just moved into the new house. And um, four days from when we left, Bright City were going to record their first album, but the studio mm. was not ready at all. And Martin was like, I don't know if it's going to happen, but we're going to record an album here in four days. And that first album... Uh, I know the song Colour was on there uh, that, that you guys just nailed. It was an amazing, amazing album. Um, but this sound, Chuck, has come out. And like Ellie was saying, this church was going to be knocked down. It was derelict. But there was a revival that, that literally come, not just physically in the building, but out of that building. Uh, that is touching the world. And uh, it's amazing. Yeah, well, after talking to... To, to Tim Jupe and now Tim Hughes and now you, uh, Elliot, it's just, it's really fascinating to hear about what God is doing in the UK and it's trickling over across the pond over here. Yeah. And um, I even, after listening to Bright City, um, texted our worship pastor and said, hey, you got to check this out. These couple songs um, yeah. that we, we've got to do, we've got to do change. We got to do Fire's Gonna Fall. So, yeah. um, and of course, Elliot, I love your album, Lost in Wonder. I've been listening to that one. I'm out running and I've had my daughter, I have a 16 year old girl and, and um, I've turned her on to you as well. And um, yeah, just love, love your voice. Uh, really love how God is using you. And like, like Andy mentioned, you've been nominated for a Dove Award. You've been able to to do so much. What I'd love to know is who's your biggest influence? Was it your father or is there, is there somebody else that influenced you? Gosh, I think there's so many influences, really. I've had so many beautiful role models and people I look up to. And 
I think just music I've just listened to over the years again and again and again. Definitely dad. Like Delirious is definitely such a big inspiration for my music, the sounds and lyrics or themes and different themes. For sure. Like I, I can't not be influenced by my father. <laughs> I mean, just we share the same blood. So I think um, definitely my dad. But people like Brooke Liza Wood, she is one of those people who I, you know, grew up listening to her Brooke Fraser album, Flags, and, you know, love that. And even people like Natasha Bedingfield, those are people I kind of grew up with, and um, Darlene Checks Music, and blah, 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 Hillsong United. Those are the albums that I, you know, soaked up yeah. as a young person. But, I mean, so many different UK artists do, really, just in the mainstream world. There's a... Um, people like Mo, I just love lots of Scandi pop. I I listen to a lot of that, or um, like Bombay Bicycle Club, good old boy band and Tudor Cinema Club. I just love their instrumentation and instrumentals, and love all of that. I just love music, but also like the Helsers. I love Melissa Helser and how she writes and her voice and her songs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Andrea Marie. I, I could list so many people. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I love it, um, but definitely I'm I'm into sound yeah. for sure. Like I love sound, yeah, um, and melodies. They're my thing. And your um, one of your family members, your uncle, is uh, pretty big over there with uh, Royal Blood, which is a, a big yeah. band. And when Chuck, when I say Royal Blood in the UK, like this band opened for Foo Fighters at Wembley Stadium. Wow. They've opened for Coldplay. I mean, and I mean. Talk about a family that is musically connected and not just, hey, we play in the garage, but gets the gets the music out. It's, it's pretty incredible. What I'm going to do real quick, um, Ellie, we, this is Christmas. This is Christmas time. And you have actually <laughs> launched a Christmas song. Um, and so we're going to just take a moment for, for people who are listening just to hear just really how how good your voice is as well i mean it, it truly is um an amazing sound for this generation i was talking to my son ethan uh just last night and i was talking about some of these spotify numbers and he's like dad it's because she's got the voice the sound of this generation that people are crying out for to hear so let's take a listen just a little bit to uh to ellie right now uh, this is season's uh, new song that she's just bought out for Christmas. Like a frost on a rose Winter comes for us all Oh, how nature acquaints us With the nature of patience Like seed in the snow I've been buried to grow For your promises, loyal From sea to sea, call See 
is so good. If you want to hear the rest Woo. of it, you got to go and download it. Because yeah. uh, it is. I need some hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but really, truly, um, obviously, this season, um, it's looking a little different for a lot of people. And and you, even during COVID, have had to adjust. Like we mentioned, moving back to the UK for a time, but then getting connected with the church. Uh, even more so, um, and then you release an, a song like that that is just so timely. You, you, there's a line in it, "Buried to grow," and sometimes you know there's seasons where God has us under the ground, ready mm. to grow. And I think there's a lot of people who are growing at this time because yeah. um, they've had to adapt to what's happening, have to be able to to really move forward with life, uh, even though it feels like it's a crazy time. Um, you, you've been able to, to release something with that that is going to help so many people. What is Christmas like for you? Um, obviously, growing up with a big family, now married. Um, what's Christmas like for you? And, and with this song, uh, are you having to do a lot of stuff promotion-wise different than normal? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... I guess it's Christmas. Everyone kind of winds down, don't they? We're at like December time. We're all busy getting our gifts, <laughs> you know, getting the turkey in. Um, but I don't know what, you know, what we would have done differently other than, you know, trying to promote it online and stuff. But um, no, I love Christmas so much. And that is one of my favorite Christmas songs season. Um, it's originally written by Hillsong Worship and, that, this is just um, a cover that I did two years ago on, and just put it on YouTube. And then so many people wanted it to add to their playlist. So that's kind of why we put it out this year. And it felt right. Yeah. You know, that song is so beautiful. It's one of my favorites. And every single lyric is so profound. And definitely for the season of, I love that lyric too, Buried to Grow. And, and I love the line that says, you could have saved us, you could have saved us in a second. Instead, you sent a child. And I think that line always gets me. It's like, oh my gosh. Like when you put it like that, yes, Jesus, like hope of the world, little baby, you know, and for us, to, what, a, what a beautiful picture that, you know, a child um, can change the world. You know, so anyone listening right now and you're, you're a kid, know that you have impact and, you know, so many things you can do. You don't have to wait till you, you've got a job or finished school to have impact. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, so I, I love this song so much. But yeah, I love Christmas. Big yeah. fan. Yeah. And, and today we, uh, I was pulling up uh, and Chuck gets out of his car and he's like, have you seen what Ellie's doing? I'm like, well, yeah, she's writing songs. And no. And, and tell me what you, you, you had just done the last few days, Chuck. So, so um, I noticed that you have a couple reading plans on the Version Bible app. And um, I have a reading plan called 41 will come on the version bible app so i perked up right away and i'm like i i mean i'm i'm on the i love the Uver, i love you version and i love all the different reading plans thousands of reading plans out there but i noticed that that you have a, a couple and i didn't i didn't realize that so um i just finished your your three-day reading plan called what's in your head and for those of those of you that are listening you need to put the bible app on your phone you need to go click on plans and search for la line bear and um, and read both of them, what love looks like and then what's in your head. But specifically, um, what's in your head speaks to those who are struggling 
with 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 anxiety and and, and mental health issues. So, um, you know, talk about a timely reading plan that that people need. Can you can you share a, a little bit about about both of those reading plans? Yeah. So, um, what love looks like is was my first single of the album back in January, and just wanted yeah to do like a devotional for people to really explore that song and the theme of what love looks like and um and it's jesus off <laughs> so that that plan explores that but then um i released also on my album lost and wonder there's a song called angels and i it's probably one of my favorites on the album one that i always went back to just listening to demos and record after it was recorded just I gravitated so much purely because it meant so much to me. It was something that I would play over myself, you know, traveling and on flights that I was terrified. I hate flying. I would just have to like let myself sing over myself, you know, sounds weird, but really helps. <laughs> I'm right there with you, by the way. <laughs> um, so for this song, it, um, it came out all the time where I just found out uh, a friend of a friend, she was a young person. She just tried to take her own life. And I don't even know her. I, I don't even, I, I don't know her name, but it completely threw me. And it just opened my eyes and my heart. I think God was just like breaking my heart. Um, for people who feel like this, they feel like the only other option is to, to take your life. And, you know, it's so final that it, it, that's what's so crazy. And it's so many, and it's not just young people, it's young and old. It's all different um, nationalities and cultures. And there's so many people out there who just don't have hope and or don't feel like there's much to live for, you know. And that spoke to me so much and moved me so much that I wanted to write a song about it, hence talking about angels and that God sends his angels to guard us and protect us and to, um, yeah, be with us. So... That's where Angels came out from. And then we did another version with one of my good friends, Jake Isaac, um, and his voice, honestly, is so beautiful. He's more in the mainstream world. Um, he's a believer, but he literally, his voice to me is like the voice of God. I can't put my finger on it, but it's just so beautiful, so fatherly. So I really wanted to record another version of Angels with him. So that came out in October. And then I wanted to do a devotional to kind of come alongside this, the people to really go deeper and to read truth over themselves who are dealing with mental health um struggling with their mental health you know so this is a three-day plan it's very short to be honest you could and i've recorded audio so i can read it over you um and you know if you're getting the bus to school or ever or picking your kids up from school or morning time the lord like hopefully this this three-day plan will encourage you and remind you of the truth, remind you that you're not alone. Um, and yeah, I just hope it helps, to be honest. Like, if it, even if it's one person, that one verse or one of my stories or talking about angels or whatever, or that people will feel encouraged and, um, yeah, not alone, really. That's my hope. So good. Um, obviously, Christmas can be uh, a lonely time for some people. Um, uh you know, especially during COVID, not being able to connect with people. And I've seen the UK, uh, you guys really got hit pretty hard. Um, and there was something that came out just a month or so ago. Uh, your uncle Stu 
who is a prolific uh, creative director, um, created something really for the churches to use in the UK. Um, and it's it's hard to explain, Chuck, but like the Christmas commercials over in the UK, is a, it's a big deal on TV. And Stu basically created this type of commercial just bringing hope to the nation. And uh, it's called Share the Light. And um, Ellie, you had a bit of a cameo in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And grandpa and yeah, dad. Yeah, your grandpa and dad and your husband. I mean, it was it was a, a and it is incredible. If if you're wanting to just know, we, we'll actually put a we're link. Gonna, we got to post the link. We'll put it's, a link. It's phenomenal uh, for for people to just see this because um, it is amazing how this is. I feel is going to be used for the churches to be able to really share light during this time. Um, tell us a bit about just being involved with that i mean the song that they're doing is a is one of your dad's songs um and he even does a, a a cameo in it he's the main piano player although he looks like a ups guy he's an amazon delivery driver that discovers discovers the piano yeah yeah it's, it's amazing just tell us a little bit about how that all came about yeah to be honest um i don't really know <laughs> <laughs> just think just um he's so amazing so creative and just wanted different people involved so yeah me and my husband Tom were involved and um it was such a fun day actually and dad being a delivery driver was so funny (laughs) and then you know then but no it's beautiful beautiful films you haven't seen it it's i don't know how long it is but it's yeah such a beautiful message and super hopeful and special so yeah definitely go see it share the line that's so good. Well, we um, we definitely want people to uh, go and look at that. But more importantly, also make sure you are connecting with Ellie. Um, Ellie, what are some of the ways that people can connect with you? Um, social media, that type of thing. How can we? How can people listen? That type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So my songs and things are everywhere. All on all streaming platforms, as they say: YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, I, I can never remember all the of them, but you get my drift. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, which is Ellie, E-L-L-E, no I, crazy, um, underscore Lime Bear. So Ellie underscore Lime Bear. And then my website is EllieLimeBearMusic.com, where you can check out, I've got some merch, got a whole load of things on there. Um, but pretty much, I'm pretty much only on Instagram. I mean, I am on Facebook, if you want to check me out on Facebook, but I'm more of an Insta gal. So if you want some giggles, cleaning videos i'll be there on instagram <laughs> oh yeah chuck i mean the <laughs> ellie's instagrams are the best because it is not like you know you see some people who are making it big in the music industry and everything's like the perfect shot everything's there ellie and her husband are like like the other day i don't know what's going on but <laughs> her husband walks in and says uh hi honey and they look down and there's like hundreds of jars of honey. <laughs> so he wasn't even talking to Ellie, but it's just stuff like that that is, is so good. Um, what, are, what are you going to do for Christmas? What, what are the plans? Gosh, I mean, you can only, in England, you can only um, gather together with three other households. So that's not fun. But I think we're going to, thankfully, my house, uh, my family's, house there'll be one bubble and then me and Tom can join them on Christmas Day 
everyone would be together. Just lots of eating, lots of games, you know, staying in your pyjamas all day. Um, no, it'll be lovely to have everyone together. We haven't been all together for like a year, so that'll be fun. My sister's coming back from New York next week, so happy days. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, so, Ellie, we, we're so grateful for giving us your time and um we would we love to would love to close out today with asking you to to pray for for those who are listening who are especially struggling you know uh, referring back to your your reading plan the devotional uh, on you version what's in your head um so many people are feel are feeling alone and um the the theme of your reading plan is that you are never alone can you take a moment as, as we close out and just pray for those that are struggling that this not not just covid but the holiday season is um is rough and it's not easy and you know it's it's difficult and just pray that um the peace of god will um man just grab a hold of them absolutely yeah well, Anna, yes lord jesus we love you so much and we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're alive, that we get to hang out with you, that we get to speak to you, that um, you're always with us. God, you are Emmanuel, and we are so grateful for that, that you're always with us. You never leave us. You never abandon us. You're not like human friendships where people can disappoint or neglect or go distant, that you are a God that stays with us. You are Emmanuel, and we are so grateful for that, Lord Jesus. And I just pray for anyone listening who is just feeling almost like they're drowning, drowning in like sorrows or depression or an anxiety or just struggles, Lord Jesus, loneliness, that you will be their comforter, Father God, that you show up right now by your Holy Spirit. May you fill their room, may you fill their um, body, Lord God, I pray in this moment, fill their mind with good things that you take away any dirt, any stuff that doesn't belong was not of you that is in their system, Lord Jesus, that you get out. We pray for healing, Lord Jesus, of all things um, in the mind, in the body, Lord God, that you bring redemption, you bring healing, you bring restoration to these people, Father God. And I just pray that your almighty power will come on them right now, Lord God, that um, they know who you are, that they know your voice, that they'll come to know how much you love them and adore them and want them here on earth to do what you've called them to do, Lord Jesus, that you've got a specific plan for them, Father God, that you, um, you're not, you're not distracted, that you're actually so on their case, Father God, that you, you absolutely adore them and want the best for them. And you've got so many beautiful surprises lined up for them, Father God. So we just pray right now in your name that you come by your Holy Spirit, that you come to protect, that you send your angels, Lord God, that we can cast all our anxieties on you at your feet, Father God. And we just love you and lift your name up. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much, Ellie. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Well, guys that are listening, uh, make sure you go to Ellie's website, elliebearmusic.com. Go check her out on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to sign up for her reading plan on Uversion Bible App. Take advantage. Lots of, uh, man, just so much stuff. And when, when you can uh, start really traveling, we need to get you in the area, Ellie. Yes, come on. Oh, oh. Yeah, I need to eat that candy. 
I need to whatever. <laughs> I need to. I need some of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for the big three. Every episode, we love to ask our our guests three random questions, and because it's the week of Christmas, we're going to focus on questions related to that. So, Ellie, our first question is this. Um, I mentioned hot chocolate earlier. When it comes to a Christmas drink, the holiday drink, what is your drink of choice? Hot chocolate, apple cider, or eggnog? Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. All right. That's yeah. Good. Again. I never had eggnog until I moved to America. Really? Yeah. Okay, so that's... that's the, uh, is, is it a big thing over there now? I mean, I've been over here for 30 years, so... Like, only Starbucks does over here. Okay. Starbucks? Okay. Yeah, hey, that's, do that's they do my eggnog holiday drink. at Starbucks here? <laughs> I don't know if they so, do, do they? What? They do eggnog? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. you can get an eggnog latte. And, Chuck uh, is like the Starbucks king. I am like... like yeah. No, okay. okay. All right. All right. So next question is... Are you good at wrapping presents? Do you know what? I am. I'm quite proud of myself. <laughs> All right. I am horrible at wrapping presents. Uh, in, in fact, most people, you know, I'm, 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 I, I prefer to use bags and just, just throw the gift in a bag and put some paper in it. I don't, I'm not going to take the time to wrap that thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Last question. Uh, speaking of, of gifts or, or wrapping presents, is there is there a gift that you always wanted as a kid, something that you wanted for Christmas but you never received? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> a game or something, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. How about a favorite gift? Anything jump out uh, growing up? So, something that. Um, I, rem- I remember this one gift that I got that was like an electric, I don't even know what it is, but you just basically, it was like a thing and like a skipping rope and it would go around and you just have to jump over it. I just remember spending hours just jumping. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> that reminds me, Andy, of when I was a kid, I wanted this electric train set, Ellie, and I got it and I was so excited. I got up Christmas morning and I had this electric train set oh. and, I, and I played with it all day. But I left the power pack plugged in, and I guess you weren't supposed to, and I burned the motor up, so I got to use it for one day. (laughs) (laughs) What a plonker. Well, Ellie, we want to thank you so much for being on the show today. And uh, we we are going to be following your journey real close. And uh, please say hi to the family for us, not only your husband, but also uh, all... uh, your mom and dad and siblings at Christmas and your aunts and uncles, because we know them all from, from delirious time. And uh, we just pray that uh, you'll have a great Christmas, but then we can get back to normal a little bit so that you can get back over to the States. So thank you so much for being thank on the you show. Guys. Thank you. See you soon. See you soon. Thanks. There you have it, Andy. Great conversation with Ellie Limebear. Yep. Just, uh, you know, seeing how she's had to adapt this year. Obviously, in the midst of COVID, they're normally coming and going from the States to the US, uh, States to the UK, and they couldn't do that this year, right? But yet, in the midst of that, she is still churning out some amazing things, not just music, but helping people with mental health 
it's it's amazing. Yeah, great reading plan, and just I just loved her humble spirit. So good well, stuff, man. Well, you know, she's the second person in a week that we've had on that's English. Yeah, you know what's next, don't you? I'm gonna go with Tate and his mate. Okay, so a few people have been asking about this song that we're playing. This is an English band called Slade. And every year, this is the only song I think they ever wrote. <laughs> no, but it's uh, in the UK every year. Um, so, yeah, so that's what it is. And we are going to be talking today about English words and phrases that um, Chuck are, has no idea. Yeah, about. They're, they're not known in the US. These are slang words familiar with those who live in the UK. Now, I thought I'd change it up a bit today. All right. All right. Um, Perhaps not so much a slang word, but perhaps a something that the English would eat at this time of year. Okay, because it's Christmas time. Christmas We're four time. days from Christmas. Come on, and and I, I can guarantee you what I'm about to talk about. Ninety five percent of the houses in the UK are eating these. Mm. I'm telling you, it's it's everywhere. Okay. The great thing is. <clears throat> I was walking in Walmart the other day, and I found the ingredients of these in a jar. Mm. So if I said to you, I'm going to have a mince pie. A mince pie? Mince, M-I-N-C-E. Mince, okay. Mince pie. And inside is mince meat. Mm. What is that? What is mince meat? I'm going to go with jelly. Ah, man, no. It's okay. <clears throat> um, I, th- I think you're pretty close, but nowhere okay. near close. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> oh, okay. So mince meat. What would mince meat be? I would. Everybody has this in their house, an ingredient. Um, it's Christmas time, so everybody has it in their house around this in, time. In England. In, in, in England. Yeah, in England. Yeah, yeah. in the UK. Yes. Yes. Hmm. I will go with... Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is it sweet? Yes. Okay. I'm no closer than I was before <laughs> I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if it's not, how about... Um, it's. Um, it's got uh, minced meat. Would be um, um, whipped cream. I don't know. You do put whipped cream on top. Okay. Um, oh, um, cherries. Mm, no. Okay. You, you want me to tell you? Don't yeah. You? I don't, okay. I don't have a clue. So what minced meat is? It's a spicy preserve mixture <clears throat> with dried fruit, apples. Suet back in the day, which is where sewage. The <laughs> <laughs> suet, 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 which is like a fat. Yeah, I'm going to sue it, all right. What's <laughs> this? Canned fruit. So that's where the cherries were, right? Uh, okay, okay. And um, and you bake it in a pie. So small, like cupcake size, but it's pastry on the bottom. The mince meat goes inside. Pastry on top. Cook it. It will change your life. Wow. Now, 
Please tell me it's nothing like fruitcake. It's not. It has a bit of that taste, but but it's you know it's got the sultanas and things like that in it. Okay. And raisins and stuff, but it's in this like preserve. That when you said jelly, it was a bit like that. Okay. <clears throat> but um, in the UK, when Santa comes, he has a glass of milk and mince pies. So he, okay, it's not it's cookies not, in not the cookies. UK. So he has it's, cookies in America. Yep. So now I know what UK stands for. What? Fuck. <laughs> Get, I don't know what. Get Ooh. that fruit cake away from me! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, so that's it, mate. That's uh, cool. that's what it is. Mince pies. Now, I, like I said, in a jar at Walmart, I saw the the uh, the jar full of it. The ingredients. I'm gonna make them for you. Yeah, I can't. I'm gonna put on my Christmas jumper, come over, and have <laughs> some mince meat. <laughs> <laughs> Mince pies. Mince pies. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm like, hey, do you mince me? <laughs> well, we uh, we just want to thank everyone that's been um, listening uh, so far leading up to Christmas. Obviously, uh, this is a new venture for us. We're having a good time with it. Hope uh, you're having fun too. Let us know if you are and give us a good rating. Yeah. <laughs> what you don't see is literally... For the last 10 minutes, we have been laughing, <laughs> trying to get things out and just raking up. Uh, so uh, we're having fun. Uh, hopefully you're listening and having fun. Uh, make sure you're telling people about uh, Revival Town podcast and uh, share what you see. Uh, subscribe uh, for the podcast so it comes to you every Monday when you wake up. And uh, again, thank you for listening to the Revival Town podcast. Merry Christmas. Merry Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com. Oh,